Hello there, you're listening to the Park Crush Podcast. This is a theme park podcast. I'm Tom. Joining me as ever is Josh. Uh, hello there. Hello there, Josh. How's it going? Oh, a lot better than I was last week. Tell oh, you that for that's sure. That's good to hear. I, I noticed you miming the introduction there. Is it that predictable? Oh, it's just... Do I need to mix it up and do something different? rolls off the tongue, Tom. It's do I need to do something different? It's, it's part of the show now. I guess. I guess, but I don't. I don't want. I don't Get want it to become on the back of a t-shirt. I don't want to become predictable and boring. Get that That's written on the front like, of a t-shirt. Enough of my life is already both of those things. I don't want outro. that to become. Oh. We can start making merch, though. We can put that on the front. Get the outro on the back. Yeah, we do need to start making some more merch. Yeah. Have you even got your own Park Crush t-shirt yet? No. <sighs> Come on. I I've got one. I wore it to one of the theme parks in Florida. <laughs> yeah. Actually, that's not strictly true. Oh. I wore what? it to uh, I wore it to Disney Springs actually. Oh, wow. yeah! It was a pretty good marketing move in the end because, unbeknownst to me, it was St. Patrick's Day, and so it was rammed. Of course, and, and now um, we have so many listeners because of and it. And now we have so many listeners in in Ireland because of it. Because <laughs> in Ireland, yes, it was only Irish people allowed in on the day. Right, um, yeah. We have Irish heritage, so, so you're a, they let us in. Yeah, your yeah. grandfathered in exactly, or grandmothered in, I guess. Uh, Both. Yeah, yeah. So that was that worked out well for me in the end. But yes, you, you should you should indulge yourself, Josh, and buy some Park Crush merch. Yeah. Uh, I'd buy some for you, but I've spent all of my money on all of the Apple products for no goddamn reason at all. I mean, your old phone and iPad were just so 2018. I mean, they were just unusable. They were ancient relics of a bygone era. One of them was from the year 2017, Josh. What? 2017. And when was the other one from? Also 2017. I mean, when you combine that, that's four years old. That's a long time, Josh. That is a long time. That's a long time. Or you could say, if you combine them, that's 4,034. 4, 4, come on, come on. Do the maths. 4,034. 4,034. Yeah. yeah. That's, sure. That's I don't know what point that's you're That's Tomorrowland. That is Tomorrowland, absolutely. Which absolutely. has uh, got a new archway at Magic Kingdom. I've seen that, yes. Yeah. When is there going to be a Park Rush edition iPhone? Oh, That's the we, we'll get them on the blower. There's, there's product red. We need pro- product park crush. Pro- product park what would, crush. What would a park crush iPhone? What colour would it be uh, if, if you had your way? Orange. You'd want it orange, <laughs> even though nothing about park crush is orange. <laughs> Our logo is a nice sky blue. That was a podcast from three podcasts ago. It absolutely was. Although we are, uh, are we not? Are we not meant to be getting a new logo? Is that not something that's uh, been discussed? That was rumoured. It was rumoured to be happening. I don't think it's happening. Is it not happening? No. To be fair, it took a lot. This podcast would have started about three weeks before it actually did, if we'd got the goddamn logo when we were supposed to. Yeah. And I can I can vent because the guy who made it for us doesn't listen to this. <laughs> so <laughs> this will be the week. I, I, I can vent to my heart's content. Yeah, this will be the week. Yeah, and then we won't get our version yeah. 2.0 logo. But oh well. Oh who, well. Who needs a version 2.0 logo? It's, we don't need a 11. We're quite happy with our X. Yeah? Yeah. You reckon? I reckon. Uh, well, I am. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, I'm not paying him. We're not, neither of us are paying him. True. So it doesn't actually matter. True. Yeah, it's, it's all unpaid labour, yeah. which doesn't sound like a million miles away from his current job, frankly. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, let's uh, let's move on from this. This is a thing part podcast, as I said. Really? Yeah. Now, unfortunately, I've got quite used to playing our email jingle, but... This week, well, I this understand. Jingle. Yeah. But this week, I understand that we don't actually have any reason to have just played it because we have no emails. Unless you're going to spring one on me now, Josh. Uh, I'm double checking. You're going to double check. Excellent stuff. I mean, we did read out two emails last week. Maybe we uh, maybe we went a little bit overboard. Yeah. Maybe we flew we, too close to the sun. Maybe we should have saved one. But I guess as we've become used to uh, starting the show with some emails, the fact that we don't have one is a shame. And so I will just remind you, listeners, that you can email us and get involved with the show. It's podcast at parkrush.com. Yeah. But as we don't have any, we're just going to dive straight into this week's news. The news. Most of it, Josh, is from out in the Far East. Whoa. So I thought we'd uh, start in our comfort zone. So we're going to start, if we may, with Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. Cosmic Rewind. 
That's an old creaky cassette player. Excellent. Rewinding, but really poorly. But yes, this roller coaster that's coming in 2021 to Epcot. Yeah, 2021. I didn't realise, and I don't know whether we've covered this and I've forgotten, but I didn't realise it was coming so late. Like, what have they been doing? What have they been doing? Yeah. Well, it's quite a big roller coaster, isn't it? Well, yeah, but like... It's a big old building. If you think how quickly Universal make things, Mm. like that new theme park's going to be up soon. Relatively. When is that? 2023? Something like that. Is the rumour. They haven't said. Yeah. That's what people are thinking. It's taken them three years to build Guardians of the Galaxy, it feels like. Yeah, I feel like we've known about it for quite a while, to be fair. But, hey-ho. The the update this week is that we've got our first proper look at the coaster trains. So, as a reminder for people, this is an indoor roller coaster. It's meant to be very story-driven. Yes. You know, there's going to be stuff to look at and see. It's not purely about high-speed thrills and so the coaster car has definitely been uh, designed to to uh, accommodate for you know storytelling so i've got a report here from thing park insider which has done a, a fine write-up as it always does so here we go josh here we go uh, here we go they employ some of the same technology used on disney's omni mover ride system so the stuff that you uh, sit in in uh, the haunted mansion yeah for example Okay. Uh, can you think of any other Disney Omni uh, The Little Mermaid. Little Mermaid, yes. Um, yes, that's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, so it basically means that these will be able to rotate as they travel along the roller coaster track. Yep. So you'll be able to see things that are going on around you. I mean, I have often spoken about how much I liked that aspect of high, hyperspace mountain, Disneyland Paris, how there was more yeah. to look at while you were on it. Yeah. But ultimately, you know, you were only ever looking forward. Yes. So the idea of a high-speed roller coaster of perhaps that ilk, but you know, it's, the opportunity yeah, to see yeah. all around you different things going on is pretty cool. Because it would seem ridiculous to to make a Guardians of the Galaxy ride and not take advantage of you know the the banter between the characters and get yeah, a look absolutely. at them all. So it makes sense. Do you think this is going to be like projections and screen stuff or animatronics and physical physical effects and props? Or I reckon it's going to be projections and screen stuff. Yeah, yeah, I, I would imagine that that's probably a safe bet. It's, it's going to be a pretty dark ride, I would imagine. Yes. But I guess, actually, come to think of it, it might not be dissimilar from uh, Escape from Gringotts, right? Because that's an indoor roller coaster that's the, the, the coaster cars can rotate on that as well to uh, yeah. progress through the story and show you different scenes. So, yeah, these, these really turn though, right? What do you mean, really turn? They turn a lot more. Well, These can do a three sixty, like a co- like a crushes coaster type situation, yeah. which is the Finding Nemo roller coaster uh, at Disneyland Paris. I think the so crushes coasters, uh, they're not controlled, right? So it's just spinning randomly, I guess you could say. Whereas right. this is controlled, but can still do a three sixty motion. Right, I got yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess what this might end up being is like this could be a roller coaster with dark ride sort of elements whereas Gringotts feels more like a dark ride with some roller coaster yeah I think the roller coaster is almost always going to be moving other than I guess it's kind of more like uh, Hagrid in the terms of the actual roller like how the roller coaster runs like Mm. goes forward stops at a scene but it's like then launched I think it's going to be similar to that but they're going to be able to control precisely where each car is looking Oh, okay. So you can precisely make it look at the scene right. that you're meant to be looking at. That could be cool. Yeah. What about... What, do you think... Oh, I was going to say it would be cool if like, at any point the, the train can split up and the, and the, and the individual parts can I don't, maybe I don't go think, off, and, off in different directions. I don't, that might be that's slightly ambitious. Quite, yeah, it's very ambitious. Yeah. Time, yeah. I, I've, it's just like... I can't think of any rides that actually do do that. The only one I've ever f- thought of that does physically split a road like a ride vehicle that was otherwise together mm. was when i found out about the original vision for dudley do right's ripsaw falls yes and the fact that that log flume was originally meant to be rows of two yes and they would then get split in half at the end which is why at the top of the uh, final drop uh, there are two drops yes next to each other essentially but they never go down at the same time because the boat never gets split in half as it was originally designed to but i can't think of anything that actually does do that 
No. Uh, Certainly not on a road coaster because the track switching is the issue there. Yeah. Yeah. But that that feels like, I don't know, far-flung future roller coaster technology. The idea of roller coaster trains that can split up would be pretty pretty neat. I don't know. I guess how feasible that would ever be, and it would come with all sorts of health and safety risks, oh, which yeah. is always oh, the thing that holds this stuff yeah. back more than anything else. I would um, imagine. I guess th- the way you would you would do that is with the trackless system, right? Mm. You'd have to have some sort of fake uh, train, I guess. Yeah. So, like Mickey Minnie's Runaway Railway is going to be like that. Yeah. But it's a it's a Ratatouille star ride rather mm. than a roller coaster. Yeah. Uh, just from a purely aesthetic point of view, I really like the look of the roller coaster trains on Guardians. Yeah, I think they're quite cool. Yeah, nice, yeah. nice, bright, vivid color screen with sort of purple, yellowy. Um, it looks quite similar to, frankly, Orange, like the the logo treatment, like the colors yeah. of the Guardians of the Galaxy logo treatment. Yes, uh, like the font styles and yeah. stuff like that. It, it looks very similar to that. It's very on brand. So I'd recommend just going and have a look at yourself. It's on the Disney Parks. YouTube channel, they've put up a little short clip of uh, of the trains, which is the first time we've seen them physically, as I said. I think there was concepts out at D23. Yep. But in terms of actually seeing them physically, this has been our first look at it. So, yes. yeah, it's cool. I mean, 2021, that's quite a long way still. But there's a lot going on at Epcot, as we talked about a few weeks ago. So, sure is. Uh, reasons to be excited if that's a park you like. Unless, of course, if you're a real purist, all this change maybe is not quite so welcome, but personally, I am looking forward to what Epcot is going to become in the next few years. Yeah, I think Epcot's going to be really cool. Yeah, hope so. Anyway, well, as I said, Josh. Yep. Most of the big news this week is out in the Far East. Big news. Uh, we've got a uh, a date or, or a year for a brand new Universal Park in Beijing. Yep. And then we've also got. Uh, Opening dates for several new rides coming to Tokyo Disneyland. Let's start with Universal Studios Beijing. Keeping with tradition of uh, putting it in a completely different city to Disney. Yeah, so Disney's in Shanghai, right? Yeah. And is that a, that's a traditional Disneyland park. And yes. That's, is that all that's there? Yes. Right. And then in... So it's Japan that's got Disney Sea alongside the Disneyland yep. equivalent. Right. Got yeah. Tokyo uh, Disney... C E A S E A, yeah. So I, it's always like China is such a weird country to me because obviously it's on such sort of lockdown in terms of because it's like social media, very and online presence, and very stuff communist, like that. but also kind of not. Yeah, so you kind of forget. I often forget the significance of China in yeah. a weird way. Like it's so, it feels so disconnected from everything Everyone's else. In debt to them, yeah. They make everything. Like I'm sure at a very like high business level, everyone of course is very aware of China and de- uh, depends on China for manufacturing yeah. and things like that. So, which is why um, this uh, trade war situation is such a big deal. But when you actually just you know largest people, growing economy in the motor industry, yeah, like people like you and me. It's it's hard to really. Um, I don't really think of China as being a particularly big deal when it comes to no. theme parks, for example. But then you think about it, and it's like, no wait, China has like a billion people in it. Of course, these theme parks are going to make huge amounts of money just because we don't hear much about them um, because it's, of the uh, yeah the, the nature I think of that country uh, when it comes. And the to, key thing is, it's a m- market where which is untapped by most of the theme parks. Yeah. Um, most of them aren't coming to uh, Florida or Euro Disney or whatever. Uh, you mean the- Chinese like tourists? Yes, because mm. the majority of them are going to be in China. Yeah. So you you'll hit a, a much bigger market sector if you build a park and, in and the I'd, country. I'd imagine, other than like super theme park enthusiasts, there aren't going to be that many Western tourists going to China no. to do these theme parks. So they're no. they're very very focused on the local market yeah. the domestic market rather than the international market certainly compared to you know the US parks yeah. which are very very reliant on tourists coming from abroad but nonetheless um, this park Universal Studios Beijing significant because it's going to be the biggest single park Universal has ever made which big yeah I mean they've made some big parks and I don't know if this is to date or if, if you know true. if if Epic Universe is something that's going to surpass this Uh 
I mean, Epic Universe, the scale of that looks in, looks enormous. I mean, you would think that that would end up being the biggest park of theirs, but... Yeah, but I guess there's I guess a lot of land in China. There's cer- <laughs> there certainly is. Uh, they've got the park coming, which I'll talk about in a minute. It's coming in 2021. And then they've also uh, detailed two hotels that are coming with it. There's the Universal Studios Grand Hotel, which uh, is uh, has a very nice waterfront. It's very green around there. Concept art, you, w- you would think it ha- would just be covered in smog, but they've made it look nice and yeah, sunny for the it's, purposes it's of this. designed on the old summer palace. Yeah, uh, very evocative of sort of classic Hollywood, which... Well, that's, um, it's meant to be based on China's Guanming Yuan. Great. What does that mean? Old Summer Palace. Oh, <laughs> I didn't know you were fluent, Josh. Yes. I know sorry. we did a little bit of Chinese at school, but yeah. I didn't realise it had stuck Hitch-ni. with you. Hitchney. Wait, That's is that Japanese, Japanese? Josh. <laughs> uh, I did know Chinese Ni at hao Ni hao. Is yeah. hello. Hello, yeah. And that is all I can remember. Uh, ni hao. Um, shit, 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 shit. What's that? Uh, thank you. Okay. I think. Right. Yeah. Do you say that with confidence? You haven't got a confident look on your face, to be honest. I'm pretty sure it's Chinese. Right. I mean, that's the start. We know it is a Chinese phrase for something, but we don't know whether you've just said thank you to me or insulted my mother. Yeah. It could be anything. Well, if we have any Chinese listeners who have... uh, We're sorry. (laughs) Yeah, we're very sorry, but if you've managed to uh, break through the great firewall of China to listen to the Park Rush podcast... Surely we're we're allowed. Yeah, you'd think we're allowed. Yeah, Yeah, maybe they make exception. I mean, you know, when it's truly, truly top tier premium content, you do make the odd exception. And it's it's not like we're hating on the country. No, of course not. I would actually really like to go to their (laughs) Disney parks because that pirates ride looks ridiculous. Yeah, I want to go on the Yangtze as well. I think the Yangtze looks really cool. Yeah, that's a good show. And uh, Maglev. Yeah, yeah. Loads of reasons. Um, so biggest Universal Park. Yeah. Single park. Single park. Uh, in terms of lands, some familiar stuff. So this has been known about, but I thought we'd go through it anyway, because I don't yeah. think we've talked about it on the podcast no. before. So you're going to have a Hollywood section, which I imagine is going to be a sort of main entrance. Yeah. yeah one would assume it's going to be themed to the uh, Hollywood Boulevard of the 1970s. Makes sense. We're going to get a Chinese theatre. Is it? Oh, I don't know. Maybe. Is that going to be like the, the castle? What would Hollywood Studios have to say about that? I mean, not on my watch. <laughs> um, you're going to get Jurassic World. Brilliant. Make, makes sense. Yeah. That definitely feels like it's replacing Jurassic Park pretty much everywhere except Orlando right now. Orlando's clinging on to yeah. Jurassic Park and it remains to be seen. I reckon they're going to change when that roller coaster gets built. Mm. I've been pretty down on Jurassic World, generally. Jurassic World 2, I thought was really bad but i thought it at least kind of knew it was ridiculous and so i yeah. could kind of get behind it a little bit i reckon Jurassic world's big in china have you seen the short film they put out online as a precursor to jurassic world 3 no it's really good is it yeah oh no basically i mean what they're clearly... that, that's the guy who made it as well right yeah the guy who directed the first one right is back to direct the third one and he did the I... short I'm pretty he sure. did the short. I don't know if he's on writing duty for the third one, which might be important because I think he wrote the first one. I don't know if he wrote the second one, but basically I think the uh, the common conception about him is that he can't write for shit. Yeah. So, I mean, it's arguable whether he can direct either, but I think the writing side of it is where Jurassic World 1 and 2 have really been poor. Yeah. So, I, I if they've got the someone else on script one was duty, directed pretty well. Yeah, I actually thought there was some, like, pretty good shots in that film like and some like pretty chilling stuff like maybe some of the scarier moments in any Jurassic Park film since the first one yeah but yeah it was just the, just the writing and, yeah. the, and the story were just so so ridiculous but like I said it felt self-aware a little bit so I kind of gave it a pass in some aspects but it's, yeah. it's not a good film no uh, Jurassic World 3 though I mean as the ending of 2 suggested it's now like the dinosaurs uh. are kind of a fully full on escaped and a kind of living right. among uh, child child goes missing and you have to get what's his name back in to try and help find him. Is that uh, what's going on? Alan Grant. Yeah. I think he's going to make a comeback. Yeah. Well, I, mean, I don't I, know if that's confirmed or not because this film is maybe next year. Well, Jurassic World follows the rough plot line of Jurassic Park. True. Uh, Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom follows a rough plot line of Lost World. I would be. 
I'd be well up for killing off Chris Pratt early doors and just getting Alan Grant back in, to be honest. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, I'm, yeah. A, I'm up for that. Yeah. But, no, you should watch this short film. It's genuinely very good. I mean, because it's like eight minutes long. Yeah. There's no, you know, it, it, they don't need to worry about writing, you know, in characters. Mm. It's more just about, there's just some really cool shots in that film. It's uh, who, who plays Alan Grant? Sam Neill. Sam Neill. Yeah. Sam Neill should have played Brad Pitt's dad in Ad Astra. Any particular reason? I just think he would have been better than Tommy Jones. Right. I struck. I mean, to be honest, you could have told me it was Sam Neill, and I might have believed you because I might have been asleep at yeah. that point. I was just to put it out there. Uh, Ad Astra. I mean, it's not that Ad Astra was boring, but if you're already quite sleepy, it's not the film to watch unless you want to fall to sleep. Yeah. Then you probably will because it's not Crash Bang Wallop, but nor is it. It's a lot of fast pace. It's a lot of Brad Pitt questioning his existence. It certainly is. Yeah. Uh, long distance daddy issues. Yeah. Very, very talk, long distance. Talking in tones that are, you know, just a little bit. What's the point of all this? Oh, I yeah. hate life. I hate space. Look what we've done to the moon. But that's the thing. He doesn't hate life. He doesn't hate space. He hates what's been done to space. Yeah. He loves, he loves space. In its in its purest form, yeah, as if when it was and a final frontier, exactly. Yeah. And now that it's just another place humans live, he thinks it's garbage. Yeah. And to be fair, that is exactly what will happen yeah. if Mars, we ever colonize Mars space. We, like we will ruin space. Everywhere, look, moon, moon, the moon looked like garbage. Yep. Mars looked like garbage. It certainly did. But in a, it looked really good. But in a, from a cinematic point of view, but oh yeah, but it looked like garbage. Yeah. It's yeah. uh, it's a really good looking film. Yeah, but it it, as I say, I f- I feel like I need to watch it again when I'm fully alert, and right, I, yeah. and it's not at the end of a day in which I've been up since four, and I can properly just stay up and 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 give it a maybe a a, a fairer showing. Hmm. But even in my half asleep form, I could certainly appreciate it from a visual perspective. Yes. Um. Anyway. Yeah, uh, that was well, your ad, ad hoc film section yes, of the absolutely, week. Yes, absolutely. What will it be next week, Josh? Well, uh, what who we knows? what we got on the cards for our film showings this oh, week? Who knows? We don't know. Tom quite got the hang of face Tom's ID. Tom's trying to fight <laughs> to get his way into I his get back into fancy my, new iPad. I can't get back into my iPad to look at my notes. <laughs> right, so Jurassic World. Now, Jurassic I, I love you. I love this. I love this. Another world coming to Beijing. Oh. Right. Let me just remind you of the year this is opening, okay? Yeah. So 2021. Yes. Right? Waterworld (laughs) (laughs) is opening at a theme park that is opening in 2021. So Waterworld, 1995 movie starring Kevin Costner. It's all right. Like, it's not a classic, is it? I I don't feel like anyone looks back on it thinking... Is it Hollywood? Is it Hollywood that has the Waterworld show still? Singapore has it. Singapore, right, yeah. yeah. And don't get me wrong, it's a pretty good show, and I like theme park stunt shows, and it feels like they're a bit of a dying breed. So yeah. I'm actually kind of intrigued by the idea of Waterworld opening here, and if it is just the same stunt show, I don't think this. I don't think they get a stunt show. I think they get. A, what do you think it's going to be? I don't know. I think they get a ride of some. Based on Waterworld, is Waterworld really big in Asia for some reason? I guess so. I, I, I don't. I, that's the only thing I can think of is that Waterworld is big in Asia, and therefore Waterworld must come to China. Maybe. What about the Meg? That was big in China. Is that not a Universal film? The Meg is big everywhere, Thomas. Kind of the, the point. Meg. Is, that's true. You're not wrong. But the Meg was, I believe, like co-funded by a Chinese film studio, and that's why there are uh, sort of big Chinese stars. Yeah, but is that a Universal film? I don't think it is. Well, but I, I mean, Universal can, you know, make a deal with someone. I'm sure if to get a Meg attraction in the. Would you make a deal to get the Meg when the Meg is kind of crap? The Meg is garbage, but and you've already got access to Waterworld, which is a. Sh- I assume the Meg will get people bank. to come to the park. The Meg was big in China, no? Well, yeah, but surely, Wal- obviously, Waterworld was, so they don't find. Yeah, maybe, but why? I want to know I why. Know. I need to. <sighs> you need to know. I need to do some research into Let why. Why is Waterworld coming to Universal Studios Beijing in 2021? 
I need to know this. I'll tell you what else was big in Japan. Uh, in Japan, that's the song. Did I say uh, Japan? No, I, you said Asia, but oh. big in Japan is a song. I meant China if I said Japan, obviously. You said Asia. Um, I still meant China specifically. What was big, what was big in China? Mm. Transformers. Transformers is big in China and Transformers is coming to this park, which yeah. that, that makes much more sense to me. Yeah. Is um, it the Transformers land? I don't know. It's a little bit unclear. It's described as a themed zone. Mm. So it could be anything, really. I don't know if ne- if it's necessarily a whole land or because I, I, I guess I don't know what you consider a land. Really, I guess Universal what? Orlando, Universal Studios Orlando has uh, a themed area because there is that meet and greet the, as well. Yeah, yeah, those meet and greets are really cool, actually, aren't they? Those, yeah. Um, are they are they are they people in suits or? I haven't been able to figure that one out. No. Whether it's a person in a suit or... I... You can meet Bumblebee, Optimus Prime and the bad one. What's his name? Megatron. Megatron. Yeah. They have uh, a lot of dexterity for a robot. Like, to be like a remote-controlled device, yeah. I think. so. It must be a person. Yeah. But they must get very uncomfortable in there, one would imagine. One would assume. Hmm. Would you do it? Depends how much I'm getting paid. Probably not, probably not getting paid enough. You, you, to do you get it. free entry to the park. Uh, do I get free entry to both parks? I don't, yeah, I'd like to think so. Uh, do I get a discount on food? Yeah. Okay, yeah, sure. 30% off cookies. cookies. <laughs> All the cookies. I think they have the same cookies get, at this park. Do I get a uh, fast pass? What's it called? Express pass? Um, I don't know. Ugh. I don't know, Josh. I think I, I think I'd, if I'd, I'd have to go in and we're making a deal on an unlimited express pass as well. Okay, and then you will be Optimus Prime. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. It's understandable. Uh, they're also going to get Kung Fu Panda. Makes sense. I do assume I, that was do big I in get China. Uh, Halloween Horror Nights thrown in. <laughs> um, I don't know, Josh. You're asking the wrong person. I I I don't make these deals. I'm right. not involved. At, I'm not at the negotiation table. I want at least one night Halloween Horror Nights. Right. Yeah, that's that's definitely on my thing part bucket list is get get yeah. myself to a Halloween horror night. It's yeah. kind of got to be, got to be done. Yeah, this year sounds like it's a real good one. Like the, they've opened now, and what are we doing here? Ah, uh, doing this goddamn podcast to the few dozen people who actually listen God to it. Damn it! People don't even email us anymore, Josh. <laughs> We're in the final throes of the punk rock podcast. We peaked. <laughs> we certainly have peaked. I mean, let's be honest, we have peaked. We're never getting three emails in a week. No, like, yeah. It won't get more than two. No. So we have peaked. Yeah. It's a sad fact of the matter. But we have peaked. <laughs> <laughs> it's all downhill from here. But anyway. Yeah, Kung Fu Panda, I assume. Is that Kung oh, Fu Panda Kung stuff? Kung Fu Panda is massive in Japan, in China, in Asia. <laughs> God, I keep saying... Deary me. Because there's a song called Big in Japan. Well, you need to stop saying big in. Oh, Say... Popular. I said massive that time, and I still thought of Big in Japan. Uh, I mean, it's got panda in it. Certainly does. It's based in Asia. It certainly is. I like pandas. Jack, there's the Jack Black they're was, among my favourite yeah. animals to see at the zoo. I, I heard a story. Jack Black was doing a press event in, I think it was China, and he was like there, and he's like, "Hello, I'm whoever Kung Fu Panda's name is, Mr. Panda." Sure, sure. No one knows. Who Jack Black is in China because he isn't the voice of the panda. <laughs> that's, a, that's a very good point. That's a very good point. Why would you send Jack Black on the Kung Fu Panda press tour in China? It's so pointless. Yeah, that is weird. Well, that's a question for another day. Yeah. We'll get Jack Black on here mm. and we'll ask him. Yeah. Yeah. I'll send him an email. You're also going to get the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. Not another one. <laughs> another one's coming, yeah. I assume that will be... Are we going to get a China-based Ministry of Magic? Uh, are they? Yeah, they can do magic, right? They can't no, do, it'll, just they can't Hogs, it'll just be Hogsmeade, won't it? You're going to do Hogsmeade. Do you reckon they'll do Hogsmeade? Again? Yeah. Hogsmeade Castle. I mean, you've got to do the castle. That's... Yeah, I guess you have to. Yeah. So, it's. I would assume they get the Flying Unicorn, and I assume probably not Hagrid. Not Hagrid? No. Mm. But, well, maybe? I don't know. Do, you, do they do the exact same? Uh, I'm expecting this to be basically basically Hog, Hogsmeade Castle, right? Flying Unicorn. That's what I would expect this to be. I think anything extra is a bonus, and uh, I'm not necessarily. Okay. You, yeah, so you think the the ride is going to be the same? The uh, Forbidden Journey one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like that ride has got yeah. to be there forever and ever. 
Yeah. Because you can't have a, a Harry Potter world with no Harry Potter. And, uh, and they're not yeah. going to get those actors back to film for a ride. I mean, they're all too old at this point, but they also just wouldn't want to do that. Yeah. So, I was listening. I mean, it's telling that the, the rides they've added subsequently have starred, you know, side yeah. characters. I was listening to uh, Theme Park The Ride, which is another Theme Park podcast. Uh, a rival, you could say. <laughs> um, but I like to think they're all a, a society of like-minded individuals. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and they were saying how, obviously, Hogsmeade is based... Why don't you just order one of their T-shirts, Josh, you traitor? <laughs> it's, uh, Hogsmeade is put, like perpetually set during uh, three, Prison of Azkaban. Oh, that early? Yeah. I would have thought it was later than that. No, there's like... Um, they, all their hair's too short, though, because they're going through their sort of long hair, a sort of bit emo-y phase in that one, aren't they? Or is that the Goblet of Fire? That's Goblet of Fire. Oh, okay. Because um, it's got... And then he gets his hair cut again for number five. Yeah, because there's posters of... Serious uh, Black. Serious Black. Of course. Yeah. Yes. I hadn't thought of that. And the Dementors are there. Mm. Is it... And she she uses the time travelling thing, right? In the ride? Or am I making that up? Uh, I don't know. Okay. What, what about what about Gringotts? When's that meant to be said? Is that late? That must be like that's Deathly later. Hallows. Um, what's his name? Uh, the Voldemort. Weasleys. Oh, Bill. No. Uh, so the whole of Hogsmeade is set during that era. Yeah. Uh, the whole of Diagon Alley, I believe, is set much later because it has the Weasley brothers' so drug shop, right? So when we go on the train, we're time traveling. Yeah. Oh boy. I'm pretty sure because I'm pretty sure they've got the Wheezy Brothers joke shop there, right? Yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah, which isn't there in three. It's not no. there too. And also, the 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 ride five? is clearly inspired by that scene in either Deathly Hallows one or two, where they break Part into Gringotts one. and escape. Part one. They break into Bellatrix's vault. Yes. Yeah. So I'd imagine it's set around Deathly Hallows Part one. Hmm. Hmm. It's weird, isn't it? Because is that is that scene in the is that scene not in the film where they escape on a dragon? Yes. So the ride is what? Is that meant to be us kind of interfering in the movie? Yeah. Huh. They've done a Star Tours. Yeah, I, I prefer the uh, unique story of the other one. I, I pre- the story that makes that. no sense. Yeah, it doesn't make sense, but it... Well, that's my that's my big problem with Star Tours, as you know. Right. Is that, you it know, puts you in The Last Jedi. Yeah. If you get that one. But... But then you watch The Last Jedi and you're not there. Yeah. Ugh. Madness. Rubbish. And I'm pretty sure at that point uh, in Deathly Hallows Part 1, the Weasley Brothers' shop is burnt down. Their house gets burnt down. I'm pretty sure the, the, Does the shop, shop get burnt I'm down as well. I'm pretty sure, yeah. I don't remember. One of them dies, right? I had, a, I had a good Harry Potter rewatch last year in the build up to. In the Bill Weasley <sighs> up to. In the build up to the crimes of Grindelwald. Well, that was foolish. And uh, that film was such a train wreck that it's kind of... Well, it's all right, Tom, because they're Soured me on all of Harry Potter. Based on it. You think that's what it's going to be, Epic Universe? Yeah. You think it's going to be, what, Paris? That Well, the, the rumour is that it's going to be the Paris Ministry of Magic, right? Right. And I guess then if they do a Ministry of Magic ride that gives them the opportunity to uh, use flu powder to sort of transport us to all sorts yeah, of different ministries. We could go to, uh, is it Makusa, the US one? Or something yeah, like that. Yeah, could could do something with that potentially. Uh, Are they going to make another Fantastic Beast film? Yeah, they're supposed to. Mm. I don't know for certain if they are, but mm. I, I'd imagine it's still making bank. Mm. It's probably big in China. <laughs> um, Final Land at this park is Minions. <laughs> I thought you was Final Land. That's a weird name. Minions. Minions. Big or, everywhere. You know, Despicable Me. Whatever. Oh my, Man City have put eight goals past Watford. Oh. That was what that noise was telling me. Bernardo Silva scored three of them. Absolutely savage. And Is unfortunately, that, do you know you, that for a fact? Otamendi got taken off. Do you know that Bernardo Silva scored three of them? Yeah. Oh boy. Oh boy. Well, that's a turn up. I doubt many people put him in their team thinking he was going to score a hat trick today. I did. Well, good for you, John. Not, not expecting him to score a hat trick, but. And Otamendi got taken off. Yeah. So he's not going to get all those points for a clean sheet. No. <laughs> That is such a nonsense. <laughs> God damn it. Pep Guardiola hates fantasy football. <laughs> he lives to spite us. <laughs> Bald fraud. 
boat fraud. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Josh, let's get back to the theme park. So that's uh, that's Universal Studios Beijing opening in 2021, biggest ever Universal Studios park. Uh, we wait and see if Epic Universe will surpass it in in terms of scale, but for now, at least, it's going to be the biggest individual Universal park. So yeah. There we go. Exciting stuff, I guess. Uh, if you, if you live in China and are into theme parks, or on the off chance you uh, you feel like travelling over there to see it for yourself, um, let's jump over now, Josh, to Tokyo Disney, which I understand is big in Japan. <laughs> uh, so this is the uh, pure Disneyland park. Yeah. Not Disney Sea, which uh-huh. is the. Uh, companion park yes which i really want to do yes it looks so good yes like the whole uh japanese disney experience looks great the jules verne style of the entrance way disney sea looks volcano astonishing looks so good i mean that to me is kind of like becoming the purest form of disney theme park in a way because it's like it's what disney envisage a theme park to be rather than yeah a theme park that's just made out of Disney stuff. If the that thing makes is, sense. You've got uh, it's, a, it's a double down, right? So you've got mm. Disney, um, or Disney of yore, I guess you could argue, plus the you know dedication and fascination of Japan, mm. which just enhances that to another level. A lot of people say, you know, if you want to see, you know, you, what you imagine Disney to be, yeah, go to Tokyo, yeah. Cool. So, the news is that they've announced an opening date for four new attractions all coming at the same time. Uh, 15th of April, 2020, which means they'll be there in time for the Olympics rush. And yet, Guardians of the Galaxy is still 2021. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But not in time for the World Cup, which has just started, Um, correct? The Rugby World Cup. It has indeed, Japan. How's that going for England? Uh, Our first game's tomorrow morning. Oh, okay. As Uh, of recording. Yes. So by the time this podcast is actually out, we might have played. Yeah. yeah. Are we we expected to do well? Are we good at rugby? We have been. I know we have been Uh, in the past. Are we good at rugby now? um, We're okay. Uh, We're probably one of the better teams in the Northern Hemisphere. Okay. Uh, What are you expecting from England at the World Cup? Um, semi-final. Oh, okay, that's yeah. pretty good. Yeah, same as the football then. Uh, I don't. Think, Not as good as the cricket. I don't think there's a last sixteen. Uh, well, it goes straight to the quarters. Yeah, there's not enough teams. Not enough, enough. good enough teams. Fair enough. Japan won their first game though, which is nice. Yeah, it's yeah. always nice. I think uh, whatever the sporting occasion, uh, I, I always like it when the host nation does does well. Yes. I think it sort of improves the atmosphere across the whole tournament. Yeah, I think my favourite part is in the opening ceremony, Bill Beaumont came out, who is a former England player, who's now head of uh, World Rugby, which is the equivalent of FIFA. And he said, uh, Konnichiwa. And the whole stadium replied, Konnichiwa. Great. Yeah. That's pretty good. So, Japan. To be honest, just I just want to talk about the Beauty and the Beast ride again. Oh, my God. Goodness gracious me. So what I a think beauty. We dedicated almost the whole episode to these ridiculously ridiculously good-looking animatronics when they first showed them off. Yeah. Which must be getting on for a year ago. Yeah. Uh, so this is a Beauty and the Beast ride. I'd imagine it's going to be fairly traditional, kid-friendly, story-driven, retelling the events of the film, Disney ride. Yeah. You've seen them, you've done them, but you've not seen them look this good before, Josh. <laughs> That's true. So... The big selling point of this ride is the quality of the animatronics. And not just in terms of the detail of the models themselves, but specifically the detail and the nuance of the movements. It's it's kind of unsettling in a way because the movement is very, very human. Yeah. But obviously this is based on the animation, the 90s yeah. animation. So you've got this you know, cartoon-looking bell. Mm-hmm. But she is moving through the set. Yes. You know, so realistically. That's that's for me what I'm most looking forward to with this ride. They showed they showed Belle. They showed Belle's horse. <gasps> yes. They showed Belle's horse, which is the best looking fake horse I've seen, other than maybe it's top three. Top three fake horses. Oh, here we go. Red Dead Two, uh, War Horse and Belle's horse. <laughs> Do you agree? Or have you got another one to uh, crash in there? 
It's a strong, strong list. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this this ride looks ridiculous. I thoroughly, 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 thoroughly recommend and encourage you if you haven't seen the animatronics to go yeah. and look them up. There's uh, a there's a sort of uh, put together video which has the animatronics and some of the concept art and some of the construction update work on yeah. the Tokyo Disney uh, YouTube channel. Yeah, uh, which I have kindly got up for us to hear. The concept art suggests that the ride vehicles look they kind of look a bit teacupish. Uh, so I wonder if they're going to rotate. If I looking at this or sort of in this ratatouille-ish, artwork, maybe. Yeah. So in this bit of artwork, yeah. there's three of them. They're looking at the, um, I guess, be our guest musical number. That, that looks like is that, what a suggestion what is. is made. I mean, you've got to have be our guest. You've got to right. Um, and it looks like there's three cars, and they do look very ratatouille-ish. So mm. um, the trackless system, yeah, that's in place at ratatouille. Yeah, it looks really good. So um, I'm very excited to see more. I mean, again, uh, much like Halloween Horror Nights, uh, the Tokyo Disney parks are on my thing park bucket list. It looks very ambitious. This is a fascinating video as well because you know the work that goes into making the you know the outsides replicate you know what they're supposed to look like in the film. Yeah, is astounding. Yeah, and you can't go wrong with a BR guest. Yeah. Number. Be our guest. And with those animatronics, they are certainly putting their engineers to the test. What's your favourite Beauty and the Beast song? Is it Be Our Guest? I would say so. Okay. I mean, the Gaston song's pretty good. Gaston's pretty but good. But it all falls down to me when he says he has about 12... How many eggs for breakfast, is it? Is it a few dozen? Yeah. Well, that's, just, that's just ridiculous. It's greedy. It's ridiculous. It's the reason the village is so poor. Man should be yeah. dead. Yeah. Can't eat that many eggs. He's mad. So I, I'm not buying that, frankly, and it, that's where it kind of falls down for me. So maybe we'll move on. I really, gonna... uh, I really appreciate the very first song, Bell's opening number. Bell's opening number is pretty good. One roof actually. Village. What, what's your take on the? Uh, what's your stance on the? The live remake? action remake. It's fine. It's not the. It's not the original. Well, no, that uh, was an Oscar winner, was it not? Yeah, I think it was. Um, and I think Emma Watson does a good job, but I think it's you know they're hard. Uh, shoes to fill, big shoes to fill. You mean? Or, yes. Or, or hard shoes? No, they're hard. They're, they're hard, hard shoes. They hurt to put yes. on. Fair enough. That's like a terrible Japanese translation, isn't it? Where <laughs> there's like a a really specific Japanese saying, <laughs> yeah, and it's translated in English and it makes no sense. <laughs> hard shoes to fill. Yeah. Nice. Well, thanks for that, Josh. No worries. Uh, so, what else is coming to Tokyo Disney on April fifteenth? You got the Fantasyland Forest Theatre, which will be a full scale indoor theatre. They'll put on uh, musical productions. Oh, okay. I don't know whether they'll be unique to the park or whether they will take inspiration from stuff elsewhere. Is it going to be a variety? Is it going to be a variety show or is it going to be a specific show? I don't know. My, I hear very good things about the live entertainment at the Japanese Disney parks, both in terms of the sort of actual theatre productions and also kind of the off the cuff stuff that happens. Uh, just around the park so the artwork shows mickey donald and goofy in sort of fancy land garb I, I i would like to see that i think mickey donald and goofy can be trusted to put on a show yeah it doesn't have to be you um, know based on a movie i think I just mean, the, just look the of, uh, original guys mickey's philhar magic exactly yeah one of the very best 3d shows going yeah uh in florida for my money so i'm 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 very keen always to to see my boy Mickey. Oh boy! Thanks, oh. thanks for backing me. Uh, speaking of Mickey Mouse, is Mrs. Minnie is getting a new meet and greet attraction called Minnie's Style Studio. So is this going to be a bit like a bippity boppity boutique? Do you reckon? Maybe remind me exactly of what happens in there. I know you're a f- yeah. I know you're a regular. I am a regular. Yeah. Uh, so they get done up. Uh, in they being like four-year-old girls. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Uh, you can take your daughters or sons, or you know whatever they are, uh, to get glammed up. In uh, absolutely. Uh, you know, as princesses. Yeah. And you think this might be like that then? Maybe. I don't know for certain. No. It's, it's hard to say. I don't. There's not a lot out about it. I don't think. No, I guess you could. You're just taking that really from the uh, from the name. Yes, I am very much so. If you look at the art, the artwork doesn't suggest that so much. Uh, it's a classic mini though in a uh, red 
frock. It's a watermelon slice. What is? The dress. Is it? Yeah, look, it's red with the dots, but then it's got a green bottom. Oh. Rather than, I believe it's just got a white bottom, the usual dress. But this looks very much like a picnic. This is a picnic garb, this is, Tom. Picnic garb? Yes. Well, I'll take your word for it. I know you're something of a fashionista. Mm. So, the, uh, I'm the not photog- going to argue with you. The photographer is a young version of the bloke from 101 Dalmatians. <laughs> yeah, he's not far off. Oh, talking about cameras, have you seen the uh, controversial uh, replacement of photographers at the Disney parks with photo boxes? No. They're basically, they're removing a lot of the photographers from the meet and greets and replacing them with automatic cameras. Huh. And the photographs they take are terrible. Well, I'm not surprised because, you know, the, the best Disney photographers will kind of give you some direction. Yeah. And be like, okay, let's do this now. Everyone jump in the air or, uh, and they'll you know, catch pose. specific moments of when your child first meets their favourite character. Yeah. And you, you see the awe in their face, whereas you don't get that from a camera that doesn't know when to zoom. No, doesn't exactly. know what lens to use. No. Yeah. I, I must admit, there are lots of... Um, Sort of little trickle down. We, we spoke about this a few weeks ago. There's lots of trickle down cost cutting going on at Disney, mm. which I'm really not a fan of, and no. it doesn't make me feel good about. It's a very opposite of trickle down economics. Yeah, I, yeah. I really think they're gonna. <sighs> it's difficult. Is it actually going to make an impact on visitor numbers? Probably not. No, but I do just feel like it's a bit dirty. You know, yeah. I, I don't think I. I they are objectively making things about the experience worse. Yes. Like lesser. 100%. And with no real second thought given to it, it's all about saving money. Yeah. I guess the photo pass is uh, more of an added benefit to uh, a lot, like the European tickets come with that as standard. Yeah. Uh, annual, The top tier annual pass comes with it as standard. Mm. Um, so it's sort of like a, a value add. Yeah. That. So they're thinking, how do we best make money off of this? I, ju- I just feel like... Don't employ people. The story, I mean, to put it into context, I feel like the story is just starting to hear out of Disney. It is if you applied them to Universal, it would be the equivalent of stuff like uh, the the guys on the... on the What do you call them? The guys on stilts yes. outside the mummy ride. Yeah. They disappearing. Yeah. Uh, um, the Blues Brothers show, maybe only doing one performance a day instead that, of four or five. Uh, there's a, one of the bands, or I think a couple of the bands at Animal Kingdom are getting the... I saw the rumour, the, the guys in Africa specifically. Yes. That would be a travesty. They're awesome. They are a staple of Animal yeah. Kingdom. As far as I'm aware, they've been there the whole time. As far, yeah. And are brilliant. Yeah. And attract a crowd. And So good. I think getting rid of them would be... It loses would be a terrible decision. a lot of the atmosphere. Yeah, definitely. When they go. I mean, that for me is a big part of what's so enjoyable about Animal Kingdom. Mm. Because to be honest, if you told me when I arrived at a theme park, you're only going to do about four rides today, I'd be like, what? That's Why am I com- Why am I here? Yeah. Then? But then I loved my day at Animal Kingdom this year and I only did do about five rides. Yeah. And a big part of that is the atmosphere and the vibe and it's a beautiful park to look at, but it also just feels kind of, you know, alive. It feels alive, yeah. And, and stripping out stuff like that, I think, will have a huge detrimental effect. So It's the most alive park there. Yeah, definitely. So I, I would be absolutely gutted if that happened. And, and I'm, I'm not happy about the, the sort of stories that you that you do here. Yeah. Hollywood um, Studios obviously has lost a lot of their staff Yeah, that do that sort of thing. Yeah. And I think, you know, Universal are in a great position to capitalise because I think they have their sort of live entertainment over the last sort of eight, nine years has come on a lot. I yeah. feel like, you know, even if you just look at Hogsmeade, you know, they've got the, the Triwizard crew that come out now. That They've been doing it for a few years now, but yeah. they, they weren't there at, at opening. That's something they've added later. The Frog Choir, again yeah. from Azkaban, wasn't that? I believe Death Eaters have actually just started appearing, like coming out and sort yeah, of scaring yeah. people and doing sort of yeah. Death Eatery type things. You've got the out in, the, in Hogsmeade, the which is cool. Famous singer in Diagon Alley. Yes, but there's there's a lot going on, and um, you know you've got the Night Bus guy and the Hogwarts Express guy. Yeah. And I, I I think Disney stripping back on that is a real shame. Yeah, I mean. They are struggling though. You know, tough times for Disney, really. Financially, they are, yeah. you know, in the pits. Josh. Yeah. They they simply are struggling hugely. 
The poor, poor dears. They wish they had the financial stability of myself. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. They could have bought an iPhone 11 Pro instead of this garbage thing I've had to put up with, Josh. <laughs> but um, Bob Iger's run, running around with a Max, isn't he? Probably. 512 gig. Yeah. <laughs> uh, He's been able to pay for that by getting rid of photo past members. <laughs> uh, final attraction coming to Tokyo Disney on the 15th of April. Uh, is a Baymax attraction, the happy ride with Baymax. Baymax of Big Hero 6 fame. So this is going to be a sort of a take on the... Uh, what, what's the alien one called? Uh, Swirling Saucers. Something like that. So I'm not that familiar with it. Is is that a Dumbo? Uh, not quite. So it does like a dance, I guess you could say. Um, so it's like a... It's more like a teacups. Oh, okay. But instead of you just going around in a circle and then you also spinning... Um, it fi- follows like a figure of eight that like a, that keeps going. So it does a figure of, like starts a figure of eight, continues for like two more times. Oh, I see. And then switches back on itself. Right. It, there's like a forward part, which, yeah. which drags you, and you're in the rear part. Right. So you get swung about. It looks like some of these, uh, either some of the ride vehicles themselves, or there will be sort of. Other ride vehicles that you can't get in that Baymax is maybe positioned in based on this concept art. Uh, yes, yeah, so that's yeah. So you've got the front part which pulls you, which is where Baymax is. Mm. Um, so I believe the aliens are in that in Swelling Saucers. Oh, okay. And you're getting pulled in the rear part, right? So you always sit in the rear. Yeah, it's a sort of carnival style, fairly uh, low ambition attraction, but yeah, Big Hero Six. I am happy to see get some love. Uh, well, that's that for Tokyo Disney. Yeah. Fifteenth uh, of April, a big day for the park. This is this being the Disneyland park. Just mm. to, to say again, not uh, Disney Sea. Beware the Ides of April. Indeed. Uh, I think that's everything, Josh. That is our news agenda for this week fulfilled. Um, Hallelujah. Indeed. Again, no emails. It's no. fine. I'm not hurting. No. I'm feeling better this week, though, which is nice. Yeah, that's true. Uh, that is going to do it for this week, Josh. We uh, are going to call it there. Just a reminder that you can email us, please. <laughs> Podcast at parkcrush.com. <laughs> Subscribe, if you haven't already, on your favourite podcasting app or find every episode at parkcrush.com. We will be back next week. Until then, thanks for listening. Goodbye. Auf Wiedersehen. 